No, yes, this is Danhausen here. Danhausen, this is uh, for Shooting the Breeze with Bash and Jameshausen. Yes, a podcast, a wrestling podcast of some sort based in the UK. It's quite nice. Danhausen's here to give you a very nice, valuable shout-out of some sort. And also, you, Danhausen's wishing you the powers to knock out the Breeze Horse. It is War Horse in disguise, Danhausen thinks. He's not quite sure. But he also is uh, shooting the breeze with the breeze horse. So you must defeat him. He's evil. Anyways, love that Danhausen. Good luck. Hey, this is episode 80 of uh, Shooting the Breeze with me, Bash. And with me, James. The yep. proper James. Not the other James. Well, the other James is a proper James, but I'm the co-host James. Yeah, the original James. The originator. The original. The OG James. Yeah. Uh, other James is a work commitment. He does. Uh, yeah. More power to him. Yeah, it's funny how uh, I went from other James to you and then kind of back and forth. I listened to the show, me. like, the intro was quite funny. It was like, yeah, not that James, the other James. Like, okay, this is going to get confusing fast, but fair enough. Yeah. Um, how are you anyway? How are you feeling about things uh, going back to normal, I guess? That's what it feels like. Well, yeah. Um, I mean... Us here within the UK from next week, we're basically back to normal. Yeah, um, cinemas open. It's like ninety-five percent of restrictions have been lifted from Monday the seventeenth. Like, literally, the only thing that's still left in place is the obligation to wear masks. And yeah, they think that that's gonna go in June as well. Yeah, because so, the kids are already not wearing masks in school from today. Isn't it? Yep. So it's uh. And we've had zero COVID deaths in England. No, yeah, we haven't had any. So more people are getting vaccinated. Like there's a very most have had their first, if not both, jabs. Now they're moving on to the kind of the thirty year olds, forty year olds. So me and you'll probably get an email or a text message probably within the next couple of months because we're in the early thirties bracket. Yeah, uh, and we're not having Oxford either, which is a. Um, They've changed the advice. I don't know if you saw. But, What's uh, that? We're either going to have like Pfizer or something else, but we're not having Oxford. Okay. They changed the advice on Friday for 30s and 20s. So, yep. Uh, the Pfizer World Order is what we're going to be in. <laughs> looks Pfizer like. World Order. Yeah. Um... Apart from that, yeah, there's been a few different things going on since we've um, recorded. So I suppose we'll just uh, start get uh, into them. Um, Jay White becoming uh, the first quadruple champion in New Japan history. Yeah, so a, he's done it all. Yeah, apart from winning the tag belt, which is uh, interesting. The way he kind of, I don't know, the backstage promo of his calling himself the real belt collector. Obviously, we know there's another belt collector around, but um, we'll go uh, talk about that in a bit. Um, maybe teasing something between the two, who knows? It'd be interesting if it uh, does happen. Obviously, and that night was a. Uh, the next night was uh, Osprey and Shingo. Part three? No, no four? Maybe the, yeah, the fourth match? I don't know if you watched it. I haven't had a chance yet, but I've read kind of a synopsis and kind of got a gist of what happened. Um, match of the year by far. One of the most okay. 
incredible matches obviously bar you know the Okada Omega trilogy which they had and I know everyone's a lot of people have been giving it high praise and a lot of people have been putting it in that echelon it is just that good if, okay. you, if you have a spare 40 minutes just to carve out of your a day like just just to watch that just that match I mean it, it felt like you know like a classic New Japan main event it should be um, yeah easily on my match of the year candidate list already them okay. them that they're, they're kind of like you know when Okada and Omega left well not when Omega left they've kind of picked up the ball and kind of had that rivalry that was needed like between yeah. a foreign wrestler and like you know a Japanese wrestler okay. they kind of picked up that ball and like like if I was you I'd just um, if you can find it somewhere it's well worth a watch just for you know everything that happened in it obviously Osprey Osprey did retain but obviously they're now in a shutdown because of uh, the rise in their COVID cases. Oh dear! So they've got their back to having restrictions in place. Yeah, they've got restrictions in place, which kind of killed off their stadium shows Ooh. till the end of the month, which is a bit of a shame because that that Tokyo Dome main event would have been Osprey and Okada. Which but I mean, been... they've still got the um, the New Japan Strong. Stuff yeah, they still got a strong. Uh, strong has been taped though, and strong is like a tape thing. It's not a live thing. They still have got a strong like weekly, but the main stuff in Japan is kind of gone to the wayside, which is a shame. To be fair, but it, it is a bit. But... Health and safety, and they had a couple of wrestlers test positive. They've had nine nine wrestlers now test positive for COVID. So, to be fair, Japan seemed to handle the whole situation though quite well. So in the beginning, whole, yeah. Like, well, no, I mean even even now they're not like they're not considered like one of the worst or anything like that. So I mean, I'd imagine that give them a month or two and it will kind of be business as usual. They just need to they may have just had a spike and they need to kind of get it under control. Yeah, but their vaccine rollout is really bad. <laughs> to bear, mate, from from what you read online, bloody well, what you read in general, like on most news outlets, it seems that everyone's rollout bar the UK seems to be either very slow or non-existent but they had the UK and America and Israel like, um, the mostly rich demographic countries kind of had a decent rollout and basically stole all the vaccines well yeah which well, it is what it is <laughs> what do you say were you going to say, I say they, didn't, they didn't steal them <laughs> Okay, they didn't steal them, but they brought them all out, any which is the problem. So Boris Johnson just running down a hallway with just a massive briefcase full of vaccines. Yeah, that's what it, that's what it feels like to a lot of countries, because I think a lot of people forget that this is a global pandemic, showing that what happened in like what's going on in India, and you know well, if, yeah. if the like you know if it you know it only takes one or two people for it to come over here and go be back to square one. I think Chris Whitty, Chris Whitty is the obviously the medical professor, the major one. He said new variants can just mess up everything. You're back to square one. Well, yeah. I mean, the one thing that I'd have thought that would have come out of this is that countries would have helped one another, and the exact opposite seems to have appeared. Yeah. So it's like a global pandemic. Everyone's going through it. Everyone's struggling. Everyone's suffering. We're all in the same boat. 
And even then, it's like the world can't help one another. Different countries can't help one another. And it's like, what exactly would it take for everyone to actually help one another? At this point, I'm fairly certain there could be a zombie outbreak. There could be zombies. And people would still be like, nah, nah, we need all the machine guns. Nah, 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 nah. You know, we need to fight them off. Like, Donald Trump would be there going, I told you to build the motherfucking wall. It is crazy. I need to think that we're in a global pandemic yet. Not even half the world's population has got a vaccine in them. Yeah, yeah. it's it's baffling, and it it kind of yeah, it it just shows though that you know even something on that larger scale that we can't seem to get our shit together and work together. Oh yeah, and that's a bit concerning and disheartening, but more concerning. It is concerning, especially if uh, you find new variants in it. Yeah, that's the concerning factor. I think people forget that it's a virus. It doesn't discriminate, you know. Exactly. It's um, very different. But, um, yeah, Mickey James's uh, belongings being sent back into a bin pack. Yeah, yeah, she literally got sacked off. She got a sack and then she got her things sent to her in the bin bag. You know what, though? I guarantee that, like... One of the like semi higher ups, I don't know, is Pritchard still with them? Like he probably so. literally turned to an intern and just went, "Do me a favor, kid, just get that sent off to Mickey James." No, it's actually a proper person. It wasn't no, that's an what intern. I'm saying. No, like, it it no, wasn't an intern or anything. It was somebody who's been at the company for years. I think his name was Mike Corano or something like that. He's been with the company oh, okay. for years, man. Oh, okay. And like, the, I wasn't aware of that. I thought it was just like I thought. No, just it's said, not. It's not some like. Silly it's not like an intern or. or uh... No, it's like my. It's like a proper person who's been with the company for ages. <laughs> you know. He must have literally just thought like just jack shit about Mickey James and just be like, you know what? I think this is funny. I'm doing it. Yeah, and then he got sacked as well. I mean, it's not nice to get you know sacked and then be like, have, here's my, here's all your stuff in a bloody bag. Do you know what I mean? It's not nice. It's not appropriate either. Yeah, but, you know, it's it, it's one of them, like, you take the good, you take the bad. Like, fair enough, Mickey James gone. But, I mean, I think we're going to come to this later, but with WWE, you know, we as wrestling fans, we've just gained a massive asset. Uh, what do you mean, gained who? We've got Eva Marie back. Oh, there we go. We've got Eva, the, the evolution... <laughs> The evolution is here. It's happening. We've got Eva Marie back. Yeah. That's who they decided to replace Mickey James with. I, mean. I wouldn't say replace, but yeah, that's that, it kind of seems like that's... I mean, Mickey James tweeted out a reaction. She just put, like, mind-blown emojis, which... You know what? Oh, God, I've got so many thoughts in my head. Not perverse ones. Ideas that they could do with Eva Marie. I just think she was terrible from the beginning and it's just going to be terrible again. Mate, I'll tell you what, you know who I would partner her with to get absolutely nuclear heat? What, Charlotte? Nope. I would put her with Roman Reigns. Oh, really? But she's on Raw, <laughs> innit? Don't care. I'd have her move to SmackDown and I would somehow partner her up with Roman Reigns. <laughs> it's just... just isn't for me. Like, just not... She didn't do anything for me in the first run. I don't know what they're gonna do with in this run. It's just well, this is a third run. 
with WWE because remember she had a first run, then she kept left, then she went to NXT, then she left, and then she was and on now SmackDown. Come back again. Oh yeah, then she was on SmackDown, yeah. left, and now she's back again. Yeah, so like, what's not gonna make anybody leave again this time? Apparently, she's been training loads and just working on like this comeback. Apparently, has been like a long time coming, and she spent a good chunk of tra- like crafting a skill. You never know. For all we know, she could be like one of them fucking celebrities who come in and smash it. And like everyone's just shocked. We're waiting to see. We're waiting to see, but I'm like, I'm holding our judgment to see what the crack is. Neither that, it's just going to be another version. It's going to be like Carmella. We're just going to have two Carmellas, except for one's blonde and one's got red hair. Yeah. Like, that's all it's going to be. Yeah, probably, yeah. I'm going to wait patiently and. Wait for the evolution to begin. Yeah, I I just hope that WWE learns from their lesson when you sack somebody. It's not nice. To Be a little bit more respectful because you know at the end of the day you're you know you you're affecting someone's livelihood. Yeah, you're basically taking job, away yeah. money. <laughs> that's somebody's job and that's somebody's passion and you know a lot of people got released and it and like you know I think me and other James talked about that on the previous podcast but you know it's there was just, quite it's a few releases. Nice, but yeah. it's not a nice thing because, I mean, the thing is with Mickey James, I liked Mickey James, don't get me wrong, but th- she was never going to be women's champion. She was never, she wasn't going to be there for much longer anyway. I mean, she was, she was there to enhance as to enhance the other younger female stars. Yeah, she obviously, but still, at the end of the day, and it, you know, they could have put it into another role. They could have. You know, transition her backstage, help with the women. You know, the amount of knowledge yeah. she has. She could have been a trainer. Not even a trainer, backstage producer. Yeah. You know that she had a lot of roles that she could have filled. I think she was and doing the pre-show on like NXT or something, and they yeah. just decided to just say, "Nah, sorry, you know, we ain't got no money, which they do have loads of money, but you know, sorry, you, you, you um, see ya." Go be with your husband. Well, yeah. yeah. I just don't want to see her rock up on AEW. I don't know where she's going to go, mate. To be honest. Tony Khan's got his checkbooks out. Let's just put it that way. Mate, he's, he's got his Samoa Joe money. That's all he That's all <laughs> he cares about. He's got his Samoa Joe money. Yep. No, speaking of uh, people who are... Um, AEW, Kenny Omega... Versus Rich One for the uh, both titles, which mm-hmm. Kenny Omega won, which is a very interesting development. The match was great. It was great. I don't know if you saw it, but I watched it. I'd say the match was okay. I it, would say it was great. It was great to hear Maro back doing yeah, some commentary. Yeah, that was good. It was nice to hear him back. You know, because obviously he was a big mainstay of uh, NXT viewing for a good while. So it was good to hear him on that match. I thought it was a, it was a good match. You know, it's just the, like, the ending. The thing is, the ending was dodgy, and you knew who was gonna win. But for me now, it's like okay, Kenny's walking around with four titles. Yep. And kind of that kind of first of all that kind of devalues, the AEW belt first of all. It devalues the. Impact belt because they haven't got a champion there who's there on a week in week out basis. 
Yep. The AAA championship is you know, is barely seen on AEW or in AAA. So obviously, you know, we had. I think you mentioned Andrade wants to challenge for it at some point. Andrade is the number one contender for the AAA belts. I don't know when the match is happening, but I think that's already been confirmed. Yeah, so that would be. That should be a match where, you know, Andrade should take the AAA title off Kenny. But yeah. if he is going on this bloody, you know, run of, I'm going to hold every single title, we kind of devalues every title in that company, in, in each company. I agree. Yeah. But we all knew that this was going to happen. But not, and... saying, not saying he's not, a, he's not the greatest star outside of WWE because he is. Oh, you know, yeah. He is the greatest wrestler outside WWE right now you know who, who keeps like you know casual fans wrestling interest alive you know and I can't deny you can't deny his in-ring work like any match that he's in any big match he does pull it out you know so I can't deny that it's just the premise of the point of uh, the belts being devalued as world titles yeah they are yeah. and to be fair I think it's only going to get worse because you know for a fact, like, all the reason why all these companies are allowing it to happen is because they, they want the opportunity to work with AEW to elevate their own shows, which makes sense. So I wouldn't be surprised if Omega rocks up on NWA or, yeah. you know, uh, Ring of Honor up to a certain extent. I really wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I'm interested to see where he pops up next, but... Those companies need the yeah. rub. Like the only the only belt he isn't going to get is WWE because in order to do that he'd have to sign with WWE. Yeah. And WWE are not going to have a partnership with a rival company. Well, they're talking about. I don't know. You heard about they're talking about being with MLW. Yeah. So yeah, but MLW is like an indie kind of like. Well, not at the moment. They're with Vice TV, so. Ooh, interesting you know, what, what's going to happen there and uh, yeah it, it's just interesting to see where it goes where the stories are going to progress between those different companies because it's kind of like okay like you, you can't have a, a world champion not in your company for a while no yeah. like I don't think that Kenny's going to hold those belts for very long no I don't think um, so I'd say you'll lose the NWA one first you mean the impact one? Sorry, no, no, no. Uh, the sorry, triple, the triple A. He'll lose the triple A one first. Um, the impact ones. Now, both of those belts are both world heavyweight championships, aren't they? Well, technically, it's a combined belt. You know, like the um, um, thing about the New Japan belt. I wouldn't be surprised then if whoever ends up challenging I think I think the challenger may have been decided on impact or the holding of no it's decided on Saturday I think it is right yeah when Saturday Saturday whoever wins or when that belt does come off Kenny Omega I imagine that it'll be unified and there'll be a brand new belt yeah probably yeah and uh, one of our people that we were looking forward to seeing return has returned Alistair Black Mm-hmm. There's a story time with Alistair Black. Yep. So they've turned him into a kind of, well, almost like a more of a cult type Firefly mm-hmm. Funhouse. Yeah, more cult like leader. Yeah. And it's just interesting to see where his in ring return is going to happen. 
and you know, in what capacity yeah, is he going to be? Yeah, it's been about two weeks that he hasn't been on SmackDown doing those videos. Well, the so. thing is, like backstage rumours are saying that Vince McMahon has got a big push planned for him. So, but mm. then big push, does that mean mid-card title? Which, you know what, I'm fine with. I don't mind Alistair Black having a, just been there for a mid-card title. I'm just happy to see him wrestle. Maybe this is like... Probably after WrestleMania backlash, we'll probably see what the crack is. You never know. Like, you might attack someone after the match. Like, be it, you know, Intercontinental, Yeah, IC belt. I think he's going to go... He's on SmackDown, so it's going to be the IC belt. So you reckon Big E gets his belt back and then Alice Black goes in and Black masses him? Yeah, probably something like those lines. Yeah, I can see that happening. Uh, I don't know if you saw the Miz 24 documentary, but it was very, very interesting for any fans of the Miz. I've not had a chance to watch it in full, but I've seen a lot of clips. It's and... a very, very, very good documentary, just trying his story. Yeah, I mean, I, from what I've seen, it really kind of highlights how he genuinely struggled when he first came in. Yeah. But he's the hard work of... he's put in. Yeah. Like, it kind of opens your eyes to, like, the work that Miz has put in like, yeah, throughout I, the years, you know. I've you, always been a fan. Yeah, I, I think if you watch this documentary, you'll become more, like more appreciative. If people don't appreciate the Miz, will become more appreciative of him and the stuff that he's done. <laughs> you know. But yeah, go and watch it on uh, the WWE Network if you are in anywhere apart from the United States. If you're in the US, you'll have to see on Peacock. Yeah, good old Peacock. Yeah, uh, this was an interesting run. Roderick Strong leaves NXT. Yeah, that's a weird one. Like, is he just just having a break, or? I think he's he, having a break. Is and he on the main roster, or? I don't see him being on the main roster. And as bad as this sounds, because he'd rock up on the main roster, and nobody would have a clue who he is. Like, but like do you think he's just chilling I think he's having a break and I think he'll be back but I think he'll be repackaged yeah because um, he's in dire need of being repackaged the only reason I know it sounds this is going to sound really harsh the only person as the undisputed era who could come to the main roster is Adam Cole because people would recognise Adam Cole the rest of them no one would have a clue Kyle, yeah. No, I reckon if, if Kyle O'Reilly. If you put him on, I don't think. If you're a proper wrestling fan, you'll know Kyle. Yeah, but I'm on about like just casual, casual. viewers who, yeah, casual who are just watching Raw and SmackDown. Cole. Like, casual would probably be Adam Cole, yeah. This is why I never thought that they should have split up the Undisputed Era because you'd have brought them up as a faction. Yep. And too. then have them run on the main roster and then split them up. At least people would know who they are. Yeah, but then they just went and done it and then messed it up, innit? Yep. But that's what WWE does half the time. And the new themes are terrible. Oh, my God. Roman's theme is awful. Like, Carl's theme is awful. Adam Cole's new theme is awful. They're just... I don't know what's going on with the theme songs. Roman Reigns' new theme is wicked oh my god it's terrible <laughs> oh I don't like it I like no, it no it's awful I just uh, so bland and generic 
the shield music had to go at some point. Yeah, but it became synonymous with it, and that's the problem. Nah, I like his new music. I won't lie, I don't mind it. Uh, I just think it's terrible, but okay. Um, your views on the combats of Mortal, Mortal Kombat? Um, it's an enjoyable film. I'm not gonna say it's a masterpiece. It's a martial arts masterpiece. The story was compelling because it's not. It's a very entertaining solid 7 out of 10 film um, the fight scenes were cool the fatalities were pretty good I mean some of them I mean you don't see many of them but the ones that you do see are pretty graphic yeah. um, they, they give you like a backstory of Sub-Zero and Scorpion um, so, which is pretty cool so that's going to be on the next movie and no so the next movie is actually based around um what's the character's name is it johnny cage yeah so at the end of the film like you know they've had like the tournament people have had the fights and it basically they're talking about right then well you know there's still fighters out there that we know we need to go and oh. kind of get them and you know make them aware of you know the, the worldwide mortal kombat tournament and then they basically say, yeah, there's a guy in, um, like, L.A. who I think we need to go see. And then you just see him pick up a flyer that just says Johnny Cage. And then the film ends. Okay. But interesting fact, everyone really wants the Miz to play Johnny Cage. And I personally think it would be perfect. Even the Miz is on board. He said, he goes, I would play Johnny Cage. We'll wait and see what the Mortal Kombat people say, you know? Obviously, also, Brian know, Reynolds' name's been thrown about. We also know that, you know, Sasha's going off and doing stuff as well, don't she? Well, she'll be doing Mandalorian Season 3. Yeah, that's why she lost the belt. And it's, that's what we mean. Or, so, yeah. or a spin-off, because I've heard that um, Katie Sackhoff, the one who plays, you know, her boss, like, yeah, person. Yeah. Um, I have heard that they are getting a solo series themselves, um, the three bounty hunters. yeah. <laughs> Or is it two bounty hunters? Well, but whatever. Um, so I, I, I'm cool with that because, like, you you know, I'm not a big Sasha Banks. I like Sasha Banks. I like I like her in Mandalorian. I thought she killed it. Yeah. I don't like Sasha Banks in WWE because I think she is way overhyped. But you know, obviously, we've got um, Thingy taking the place now, Bianca. So. Yeah, Hopefully. I wouldn't say taking a place. I'd just say you've got somebody kind of filling in. But out of like the original four horsewomen, like so you got was it Bailey, Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha. Yeah, Sasha was the least talented. Like so for me, um, it was Bailey. Bailey and Charlotte are the best of the four, without a doubt. Uh... Becky Lynch is pretty good, but she's Becky Lynch is essential though because she kind of the built the built a division around her and it worked. And I do like Becky Lynch; she was all right. Sasha, I, I just didn't get it. Sasha's in ring work is probably some of the best between uh, them. You got Sasha, Sasha, Becky for like star power, Bailey, and then Charlotte for me. I'd say Charlotte is the most technically gifted 
Yeah. Like she is yeah, the best is. wrestler of the four. Yeah. I'd say Bailey is great in the ring and great on the mic. She's a good all around. She's all around, yeah. Becky is star power because mm. they just built her up like a monster. And Sasha's good for somebody to have a feud with. Because mm. she's been there a good while. And, you know, I'd, uh, I don't know. I know there are a lot of... Well, I moderate our, twi- our Twitter page. So, mm. yeah, there is a lot, a lot, a lot of Sasha Banks fans out there. And, you know, I get it. You know, I... I, I really like Charlotte Flair and a lot of people just can't stand her whereas I you know I think she's the best woman in the division well her and Asuka but... yeah uh, yeah I, I get your point of view but like I said you can understand people's different different uh, viewpoints but as far yeah. as that's the good thing about wrestling like everybody's got a different viewpoint well no definitely yeah. I can see Sasha doing very very well outside of wrestling yeah I can see her doing well in you know, like, especially if uh, she's now going into the Disney world and stuff like that. Exactly, and she's in the yeah. Star Wars universe, and yeah. you know, if there's one way to get noticed, do anything with Star Wars, and you'll be noticed. Yeah, or um, Marvel right now. Yeah, Marvel or Disney or yeah. Star Wars. You know, it's yeah. Onto the uh, one of the main events from SmackDown the previous week. We had uh, Reigns versus Daniel Bryan for the Universal title where Daniel Bryan had to leave. The match, I thought, yep. was a really good main event match. It was. I um, yeah. thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was I... like, one of the best matches on SmackDown for a, while, a good while. Yeah. Um, and it was generally one of them where you were in the back of your mind thinking, OK, Daniel Bryan might win this. Because yeah. like, you didn't think... The last thing that you thought was... Daniel Bryan ain't losing. Daniel Bryan ain't leaving WWE. Yeah, and Daniel but Bryan's the... contract ain't expired. Well, they didn't tell you that until after the match. So after the match, match is finished, and then two days later, all over WWE, all over the internet, oh shit! It turns out his contract's expired, and now it's like, okay, where's the dude gonna end up? Like, yeah, because Bryan has been teasing bits and pieces saying he wants to do a. Wrestle the people who's never, you know, he wanted to, hasn't oh. wrestled, like, you know, outside, I've inside heard. WWE, so. He's been hinting at Ring of Honor, he's been hinting at AEW, he's been hinting about retiring and being a stay-at-home dad. I, I think, I think he's working a lot of people. I think he is, I think and he I think is. he will, he'll turn up back in WWE. I think, are they going to... But I'd love to see him do a little indie tour. You know, have a match here and there. You know, with a few, you know, people. But obviously people would love to see him wrestle. Probably like Jonathan Gresham from Ring of Honor. Or, you know, Kenny from AEW. I know he's got a list of people he mentioned. But them are the main two that I remember. A lot of these companies though. Like indie ones, I think, will allow him to just come in and do the odd date. Yeah, yeah, obviously, first. yeah. You know, it's a big draw for them. Places like AEW, AEW are not going to pay him to come in and do one match. But you don't know, and, do and you? You don't I know. Do not see it happening. And also, I think that would enrage Vince if Daniel Bryan showed up on AEW, even if it was one match, and then went back and said, "All right, cool, got it out my system. I want to come back to WWE." Vince McMahon would tend to fuck off. No, I doubt it. Bryan's too. He's got too much equity. 
I don't think Vince cares. Vince is rich. Vince is rich, rich. I know Vince, Vince is. I know Vince is rich, rich. But you're talking equity in the person. Like if he turned up on AEW, I, it, nah, Vincent. Vince but, 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 but you forgot. No, but people forget that Jericho turned up on a broken skull session. Yeah, that was a pot. That was a show, though. That's not no. Like, like Vince can completely com- could have completely vetoed that and be like, now if he really hated Chris Jericho. <sighs> no, he did that because in. Vincent Mann's a smart guy. He did that because of the views on the network when they just partnered with Peacock. Yeah, and then he's a smart dude to know that even if Daniel Bryan did do a one-off in AEW and come back, that uh, he he's got that he's got that name brand name brand power now. Where as in like before, maybe like two three years ago, if he really did that, he'd probably be like, yeah. Vince McMahon would be like, nah, sorry mate, you ain't coming back here. But, you know, he's built up that name and that career in WWE where he can obviously slot himself in and out if he wants to. Yeah, but if he rocked up on a show, so let's say they gave it a date, let's say, I don't know, June 10th, it was advertised that Daniel Bryan was going to be on AEW and he was going to face Kenny Omega. On that date of that show, they would do record-breaking numbers. It'd, it'd get more eyes on AEW than probably ever before. And then that sh- that'd be done. And then he'd be like, all right, cool, I'm going to come back to WWE. Vincent Mann would literally be like, you've literally just got 500,000 extra people or even a million extra other people to watch another product, our rival company. And now those million people are probably going to carry on watching that. Maybe, but those million people will go back and be like, oh, Daniel Bryan's gone back to WWE. So, it's it's a catch-22. I know what you're saying. Tell you what, give me 30 seconds or I'm going to run and get myself a beer and you can you <laughs> yeah. can speak about why Daniel Bryan's equity is so well so much. And is I will it... come back and disagree. Okay, cool. Like, it's a catch-22 catch um, in that where if you go somewhere else, he has what uh, the ex WWE you know wrestler coming to wrestle inside uh, AEW, where if he wanted to decide to go back, all those people that he saw on uh, who saw him on AEW will be like, oh right, Daniel Bryan's gone back to WWE. We uh, we can't see him on AEW, so we'll have to watch him wrestle in WWE. So he brings all those eyes. That was a uh, you know casual AEW fans who may not uh, watch a uh, WWE anymore. Kind of roll back to WWE to see what Daniel Bryan is doing, even if it is for a couple of weeks or a few days. Maybe that's kind of like the uh, brand equity to me that Daniel Bryan actually had in uh, that company. So. For me, it's very interesting to see what he does, but I don't think he's going to leave. I think he's going to be in NXT for a good while. Probably probably starting with NXT, probably might become a trainer or might be backstage or might be doing other things. So, 
it will be very interesting to see where he's going to go from here. You still talking about Daniel Bryan? I kind of finished my point of saying that it kind of de- it's all going to depend on it on what like what he does maybe. You know, I, I think he's going to stay with the company and might might roll into NXT. I, in my heart of hearts, I think he'll re-sign with WWE, but he'll just turn up on Raw. It might, might I think he's going to turn up in NXT. Um, he could. Um, there's a lot of good matches I'd love to see. Yeah. But, well, and as well, someone like Daniel Bryan would increase NXT's numbers. Yeah, completely, yeah. It's like when Finn came. Mm. You know, when Finn came, it was like, oh, yo, Finn's here. Cool. Let's uh, see what the crack is, isn't it? And then, obviously, the numbers kind of went up, so Bryan comes down there. And like Brian versus Finn would be like, give me that right now. That, you know what I'm saying? That'd be a guy who I'd be in. When Finn Balor's contract expires, that'd be a, that'd be a big one for me. See, see where he's going. Don't know where where he would end up. I think he's going to stay with WWE from that one because obviously he's with his wife now and stuff like that and they got a house and everything ain't they so I don't think I ever see him leaving the company you know what I mean I don't ever see him doing the tours back in Japan or anything like that oh no you know I don't see that happening maybe AEW will try and try, try and pinch him but I think the will I, I, doubt, I doubt he's going to leave I think AEW would be crazy to not um, I'd see I'd see even even though do you know Finn Balor's older than Daniel Bryan yeah, yeah, he's 38, I think. Mm-hmm. No, Brian's 40. Finn Balor's 40, no. Is he? I don't think so. From what I've read online, I'm sure he is. Let me look. I will Google it right now. I'm fairly certain Finn Balor's 40. 39. He's 39. So, the thing is, I mean, th- them keeping Finn... On NXT, yeah. Finn, he was the first ever Universal Champion, and then he was injured, and then after that it was like his downfall, and then he ended up in back in NXT. He's lost the title, let him have his rematch against Cross, and then put him back on the main roster. I mean, there's rumours of this draft happening. Finn Balor, back on, I don't care where he goes. I'd, I'd personally put him on SmackDown. Because there's history there of him and Roman, and I mean, I'd keep him as far away from the fiend as humanly possible. Okay. <laughs> Seeing as the fiend was basically the guy who sent him to fucking NXT. Yep. But then again, that's also a a feud that needs an ending. You could build up a story about that. Yeah, uh, just saw that Jinder's come back. He did, and he killed Jeff Hardy. Yeah, that's another that's another loss, another big L for uh, Jeff Hardy. I heard they've been having a few matches, so um, like on main event and stuff like that. So yeah, so um, Jinder, well, no, Jinder was having the matches on main events. Um, yeah, with Jeff Hardy. And I think I think that was like a warm up 
and then they've given them the match on Raw. Jinder won quite decisively. Yeah. I think Jeff is it's kind of still reading from what happened, isn't it? Jeff um yeah, I think Jeff just wants his contract to finish so he can hang up his boots. Like a lot of people, oh it'd be so much better treated, it'd be so much better in um AEW. No. Jeff Hardy needs to retire in WWE and then he himself go into the WWE Hall of Fame. Wait and see, I because you know, I think the Hardy brothers deserve to go together. I, I, I don't, don't think they should go separately. I think that WWE made Jeff. Yeah, WWE made, made Jeff, star. yeah. They made him to a star, but you know, his brother's still a big part of his renaissance coming back. No, I get that, but I, I, I'm happy that Matt's off doing other stuff and that he's getting paid, well, probably getting paid very well to do it. Jeff belongs in WWE. He was always the star of the two. He was. Yeah, but without his brother, he wouldn't be where he is. I don't know. I don't need to see Hardy Boys on AEW. Or um, Hardy Brothers, or whatever they call them. I guess you'll see what the crack is in. I guess we'll see what the sketch is in. But they do need to stop screwing over Jeff. They really do. Like, they need to give him some wins. And, you know, he's the kind of guy who... I would say you could trust him. You can trust him in the ring, but you, it's outside of the ring that's the problem. Yeah. But yeah, we've uh, got backlash coming up next. Is it this? It's this Sunday, isn't it? Yes, this Sunday. Is this coming Sunday? Sunday. Uh, and then time flies. Yeah. I'm going to enjoy watching that. I must. You know what? Because I break up for two weeks from work. I'm working Sunday, and then I break up for two weeks. I might actually do something I haven't done in a very long time and stay up and watch the pay-per-view. Because, to be fair... This I like pay-per-view, I don't think it's worth it, to be fair. No, I like the card, I do. I think some of the booking's quite lazy. What have we got? we got Lashley, right. Braun Strowman and McIntyre. Right, you got Lashley, McIntyre and Strowman, right. You know, because it's a triple threat, somebody's taking a pin or submission, so it's going to be Strowman, isn't it? I think I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up McIntyre pins Strowman. Yeah, then keeps so Lashley. Lashley looking long, but it gets the belt off him. Yeah. It's plausible. Like, Bailey versus Bianca. Bianca ain't losing that belt. Come on. Just gave her the belt. No chance. No. And then there's like two triple threats on this show, which is like just lazy. What's the other one? Asuka, Rhea, and Charlotte. Ooh. This is the pickums pickum, isn't it? No, I don't, I don't. I don't see him taking the belt off Rhea. It's I don't early. see him doing it, but it's Charlotte. Charlotte's in the match, right? The one certainty that we know is that Asuka isn't winning. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the same. Imagine if she like pulls it off and we're like, oh, ready? Yeah, we're catching Asuka. Oh shit! Out. Didn't call that. All right, fair play. Well done, Asuka. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel sorry for her. Like. Just, I don't know, like, there's just a lack of not speaking English, which is hold, really, really held her back inside. I know, like, but the it's part of charm, though. I know, yeah, but it's kind of held her back, ain't it? Like, every WrestleMania season, oh, Asuka's going to lose, ain't she? Standard. You know one what year, I mean? she, one day, one year, she will retain that belt or win that belt at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, she'll have a moment. 
Which is yeah, negative. it will. I don't. I don't doubt that for a second. Yeah, but yeah, we, we're both totally uh, carrying Asuka. I'll out, go. I'll go with you know what? I'll go with Rhea Ripley just because. Charlotte's been on a run. You know, but like like Rhea and Charlotte are both heels, kind of, which is weird. Like, just both if you look at it like that, and they're both heels, then who's the better heel? Charlotte, Charlotte so yeah. Charlotte's going to win <sighs> you know but, I'm still going to go with Rhea for some reason I'll go with Rhea it'd be a good match don't get me wrong I think it'll be solid like, with these three like top tier you know talents it should be there a you go. I hope it's Asuka but I think it'll be Rhea Ripley yeah so your heart says Asuka but your head says Rhea mm-hmm. right um we have uh, the SmackDown tag team titles, the Dirty Dogs versus uh, the father and son duo of Mr. Ray Ray and Dominic Mysterio. Uh, Mysterios are winning. Yeah, which I don't mind. And I think it should be a pretty decent match. I think it'll be a wicked match and I think that Dominic will pin Ziggler. Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right there, yeah. Uh, it should be a good one, though. I and think it'll be a good it, one. And it's good, yeah, to see the SmackDown tag titles on a pay-per-view. Well, yeah. Seems I just hope that it's not in a pre-show. Yeah. You're like, right, yeah, yeah. you know, if you're going to give Dominic his first title... But it's Rey Mysterio as well, man. You can't put Rey on the pre-show. Yeah, no, you can't. You know what I mean? It's going to be a big moment, because it's going to be a big moment for Rey, because, you know, he's watching his son. son yeah. He's yeah. with his son. Um, it'll be the first ever father-son duo in WWE. Yeah, to win the tag titles. Um, to win the tag titles. So, no, I think it'll be on the main show. And I think, yeah, the Mysterios will win. Yep. Uh, Reigns and Cesaro. I don't see Reigns losing that belt. Till, oh, God, this match. Till summer, oh. Like, late SummerSlam, maybe WrestleMania. It'd be but a good match, means, don't get me wrong. Like, then that means you've got to build up... Like, you can have the match, and like, let's say that Reigns wins, then somehow you've got to maintain Cesaro without having him lose throughout the year as a championship contender for him to win it at next year's Mania. That doesn't seem like happening. I think that Cesaro will be a trans. He'll have the championship. He ain't winning it right now, Norway. I don't see him winning it right now, but oh, it won't be. It won't be. Yeah, obviously Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso have come back. Well, Jimmy Uso came back. So the only I thing think, I, I think it's, see happening, I think it's going to be some screw, screw finish. What about if Jay Uso costs Roman the title? Could do, but and then obviously it's then you know Usos and Roman that could have triple threat matches that could have. A to you know whatever like you, you set up some entertaining matches there if you've got that like family feud yeah but we've seen been seen been seen done that in it last year you gotta do it with the other twin like you know I, like Reigns is like the fuck Reigns pinned Edge got rid of Daniel Bryan you're saying that Cesaro beats Reigns no I reckon Reigns retains and Cesaro wins money in the bank Okay, that's a pretty interesting shout. Because that way you can, 
you can maintain Cesaro throughout the yeah, year. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you, you don't need to have him always facing Roman, but you yep. keep him up there. Yeah, yeah, you keep him up there with the case that actually does something for him. And then they have the Money in the Bank match, which is when, like, that's Next towards month, the tail end of the year, isn't it? Money in the Bank. Yeah, it'd be straight after this one. Right. Before SummerSlam, ain't it? Okay, in which case, 100%. Um, Reigns wins, and then Cesaro wins the Money in the Bank. And then he can have the case throughout the year. That way he doesn't need to be in matches with Roman because there's always that oh, fucking yeah, cash yeah, yeah. on him. Yeah. And then he cashes in successfully whenever. Probably later on in the year. Probably around about SummerSlam. Yeah, and he actually doing the right thing with a briefcase. Yeah. For once. So, yeah, that that's my long-term booking. And uh, they're throwing this one together, Miz and Damien Priest in a Lumberjack match. Mm-hmm. I've just watched um, Damien Priest's Chronicle, which is pretty... Interesting. It's like only half an hour, but it's a Damien very good. It's a very good I, little documentary. If you've got a spare I half think an that hour. Damien Priest is going to go far in WWE. Yeah, I guess we'll wait and see what happens. But yeah, that should be interesting. Match. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the pay per view. I mean, it's um, it's a little bit predictable, but the matches it's got people. some decent matches. Um, on to a few other bits and pieces. Um, I don't know if you saw the blood and blood and guts match, but I heard some pretty good things about it. Believe it or not, I've not actually watched it yet. Um, obviously, heard... I've seen the video of Jericho falling off the top onto a load of cardboard. Yeah, I heard some good things about it. Like I've heard, heard Sammy Guevara put in an absolute like star making performance, star making show. But then also MJF. Yeah, I heard the finish was a bit wonky, but I haven't seen it yet. I know they got a pay per view coming up at the end of the month anyway, so it's. I suppose I it's... think that whole match was to make MJF look like a star. Yeah, but he already is, it. don't. What did you hear about the interview that MJF had? No. So basically, it was about two or three days ago. He had an interview with a, uh, you know, a wrestling podcast. Yeah, and. They basically said, well, when did your contract with AEW expire? And he says, 2022. He goes, mid-2022. He was like, right, okay. And he goes, well, would you ever consider going to WWE or any other promotion? And he, he just balls out and just went, well, yeah. He goes, at the end of the day, he goes, I'm here to make money. He goes, yeah, I'm, I'm here to go wherever the money is and whoever is going to make me more of a star. And he goes, and if the deal's right with WWE, then I will. I won't hesitate. I will go to WWE. He goes, I've got a lot of, you know. He goes, I owe a lot to AEW, and he goes, and he said I will be champion. He goes, I guarantee I'll be champion. In, he goes by the end of two thousand twenty-one. He goes, I will be champion, and he goes, and I will be champion up until my contract expires. And he was like. Fair play. <laughs> Alright, this dude, at least he's honest. Yeah, and we got your favourite coming up on Wednesday, the Blue Justice. Blue Justice. Versus uh, Mr. John Moxley for the US title. And it is the first time um, Yuji Nagata has been on uh, mainstream like US television since the 90s. Which is mind-blowing. <laughs> 
I think it's, it's going to be a pretty decent match. I think a hard-hitting, strong style match. Mm. I don't see I don't see Mox losing the belt, but I, I think it's going to be like a hard striking. You know, Nagata with his strong kicks. I was talking to Joe, one of our followers, one of our listeners, friends, and I agreed with what you just said. I said Moxley will retain the title, but I think this is a way of having some New Japan people in AEW. Blue Justice will try, then he'll go back and he'll be like, I'm so sorry, I've not been able to bring the title back to New Japan. And then somebody else will come along and be like, all right, then fine, I'll have a go. Yeah. And I legit think it'll get to the point where it's like fucking a carder. <laughs> a carder of like, you know what? I'll just fucking go there and do it. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think it's. Uh, I'm happy to see Nagata there. I always love Nagata. Obviously, you can see the influence that he had on Daniel Bryan. Oh, yeah. Just through the set and everything that he does. So it'd be a good match. I'm, I'm not, um, I'm not going to be like. I don't, I don't see him putting out a terrible match. No, no way. It's one of them. I wouldn't be surprised if he lost the title because the title does belong with New Japan. Yeah, but like Mox is that name, and it obviously Mox has got a dual contract, hasn't he? And also New Japan Strong, like New Japan Strong, they've got their own titles, haven't they? Yeah, they've got their own title now. So Mox basically can defend that title on AEW against anybody if he wants to. New Japan, or he can defend it on New Japan Strong. Yeah, occasionally, but New Japan Strong's had their own title belt now. Yeah, but, like, if they wanted to, you know, keep that title on, kind of, New Japan television, be it either in Japan yeah, or in yeah, America, yeah, yeah, then yeah. it makes sense to have it, you know, defended there as well. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I know they had a little tag match on Strong to kind of set this up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And uh, Dark Side of the Ring is back. Yeah, with so... A major run. episode one. Brian Pillman. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but I do. I will be watching it um, after we've um, recorded. Yeah, I've uh, again. I've not watched it, but I've. I heard good things I've about it. Busy with work. I've just been busy with work. There's so much stuff I need to catch up on. Heard, <laughs> heard. Uh, they um, They've got a proper decent run this time. They've got like a 14 episode run, which good. is uh, interesting to see how they're going to play out all these different stories coming up. I love Vince McMahon's reaction to like, so like Dark Side of the Ring gets better and better, and then it's kind of right. They've said right, we'll renew it for season three, but this time we're going to give you more episodes. Vince McMahon's just there, like, okay, we need a distraction. Right, put more documentaries about wrestlers on the WWE Network. Like, it's like we need more Broken School sessions. We need more fucking Twenty Four. We need we need the lot because we need to distract people from all the shit that I did in the eighties and the nineties. <laughs> Yep. Or all the shit that I was kind of involved in. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah, but uh, that's it for now. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. fun show. Um, yeah. As always, catch you it. can follow us at Breeze underscore shooting. Um, at the Broken Point one. And we'll be back reviewing WrestleMania Backlash, um, Mox versus Nagata, and... Uh, previewing the AEW pay-per-view that will be coming up at the end of the month. Yeah, hopefully so. we should be... I mean, I've, I'll say I've got a lot more free time from next week, so hopefully, obviously, we've got Backlash this Sunday. Yeah, you've got uh, double or nothing at the end of the month as well. 
Yeah. You've so, got the uh, number one contenders impacting. On yeah. Saturday. So we'll, prob- we'll probably do a show within the next kind of within the next two weeks, so that we can recap and then also do predictions. Yeah. Um, so Asuka's winning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can celebrate Asuka's win. Like somehow she pulls it out. Ah, uh, poor Asuka, I do love you. I know. Yeah. But yeah. That's it then. Yeah. Uh, take care. I will see um, you. I'll talk to you soon. Soon, anyway. All right, so. Take care. See ya. In a bit. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.